no matter what generation you're in, there's always going to be pressure. Right. And the pressure intensifies and increases as the generations go on. Because obviously, our parents don't want us to go through what they've gone through. But in the same vein, life is harder in our time than it was in their time. I see the walls before me. I feel the cages forming. Seems like the world is falling, but I keep my head off the ground. I see the world before me. I know what change is coming. I hear the world is calling, so I keep my head off the ground. We break into everything. We break into Hello and welcome to the Barrier Breakers Corner, where we shift mindsets around various topics such as family, finance, relationships, dreams and visions, and most importantly, opportunities and how to walk into them. We want to annihilate the assumption that we cannot break barriers. Let me tell you this today. There is more on the other side of you breaking that barrier that you would never know unless you do. So welcome to the Barabicus Corner where we step out on fate and defy the odds. I am your host, Joyce Dunkar. Our guest today is Jeremiah Christ Ajimfra, all the way from London, United Kingdom. And today we're going to talk about moving to uni, his expectations and who he hopes to gain and what he wants to become. So welcome, Jeremiah. Hello. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me. Oh, my God. The voice is so deep. My voice sounds like an ant. <laughs> Welcome to the Barabicus Corner podcast. So you have moved actually to university, right? That's right. How does it feel? It's a surreal feeling, if I'm going to be honest. It's, it's a feeling whereby you know, okay, now I have my independence. Mm. I have to be taken care of. It's not like I have my parents around to order me around. Obviously, they have in principles in you from since you were young. Mm-hmm. whereby you're going to follow it even though they're not there but there are certain things whereby you're going to know okay I need my parents it's not that you need your parents there but you're so used to your parents being near you to direct you in that kind of area right. so right. now that I'm in university a whole year away from home not even a whole year but practically four years away from home I had to learn how to live by myself for myself how to make my own money and really yeah. buzz myself because when I used to stay at home that was all my parents that was all for my parents, but now that's my responsibility, so yeah. Oh, wow. How is your sister, she kind of feeling about it? I don't know. I FaceTimed her this week. You know, when I first she was excited to see me. Yeah. It was funny because it was just a normal sibling conversation. It wasn't anything like, oh my God, I miss you. Obviously, yes, there was the hello bit. However, mm-hmm. it was just a thing whereby me and house were so close, should I say. Right. Most times it's not, oh my God, I've missed you. What's been going on so far? We don't really care about that. We just want to talk and that's yeah. it. Obviously, we do catch up, but most of the times we just want to talk and that's it. And how did mommy and daddy feel? <laughs> <laughs> My dad, he was very happy for me. He said that he really wants his firstborn, his child, his first son to go to university. And he said he was very, very proud of me when he heard the news that I'd gone to Northampton University. It was a nice feeling. I'm not saying my parents never said they're proud of me, but parents don't usually say that. They usually show it, but to hear it from your parent say, I'm really, really proud of you. It's a whole different feeling. Knowing them, I know they're so proud of you. They're so proud. I don't know how Auntie Dinah felt. (laughs) 
I am yet Honestly. to call her and just ask her questions. I'm sure she's going to be like, go away. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true because she doesn't like when people take the makeup of the fact that she can't call my name anymore. Because <laughs> I don't think there's ever been a day whereby she has not called my name. <laughs> Every single day. Oh, she's always called my name, imagine. I'm so used to the problem that sometimes I could be sitting in my room. When's my mom going to call me? Oh, yeah, I'm university. She <laughs> can't call me anymore. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to study in uni? Right now, I'm currently studying music production at university. Yo, 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 what's up, what's up? You know what? I need to get my rapping skills together because music <laughs> production, oh my, I think Hannah is going to like this. Yeah. I am going to, let me get myself together and start rapping and writing songs. <laughs> <laughs> like you producing them for me. Oh wow! Congratulations! I'm so thank you very much. I'm thank so you. proud of you. When you thought about going to uni, what first came to your mind? Freedom is the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> <Freedom>. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not trying to say my parents were very strict. In most cases, they were strict, but I don't want to make it sound like they never let me out. But also, thing whereby I have my own freedom. I don't have a curfew. I can come home whenever I want to. But obviously, I'm not going to be annoying and not come home until the next two days. This is basically my own house now. Mm. I have to make sure I'm living in my house. It's not a normal room that you can stay in for a couple of weeks. Mm. I'm here for a whole year. The freedom is a big thing. I don't want to say all university students because I don't know about for everyone, but for most universities, the freedom is one thing that... It's they, the same feeling that we get. Even yeah. I, when I moved to London, I was like, oh my God, yeah. Even though I was living with other people, older people, I felt that freedom too I think yeah. everyone goes through that phase every young person will tell you I can't wait to leave I can't wait to leave and yeah. then you leave but I know at some point you'll be like I want to go home <laughs> I haven't gotten there yet but you will get there <laughs> yeah what else was going through your mind <laughs> making lifelong friends should I say people always told me listen at university yes you can have a lot of friends but make sure the ones who are truly your friends right. are the right people because they will be your lifelong friends although you might not be doing the same course most of the time maybe they might know someone that's in the same career path that you're going through that person they know is a higher stage than what you are they're able to elevate you to get to the point whereby you want to go Right. so I know that I have to make friends who are going to be life Long friend, who we're going to help each other better ourselves, That's get to a higher place in life, and achieve more together. I remember when I was moving to UK, one of my prayers was God, connect me with the right people, connect me with the right friends, take me to the right church. Yeah. Just connect me with the right people. And I mean, I didn't know Auntie Diana and Uncle John when I moved to London, but they are like my London parents. It means a lot to me that God answers even those little prayers. And my friends, like I have Jodianne all the way from London. I only knew her when I met her in London, but like we've been friends since. We still talk till today, you know, call each other, check up on each other. And it's so important, like encourage each other. So friends and just pray and ask God, connect me to the right friends for whatever reason you're bringing them into my life for, whatever your purpose is. And he'll definitely those little prayers it may not seem like important but it would definitely guide your path to that because uni is a different thing altogether and you meet different kinds of people and it can make you or break you depending on who you're connecting yourself yeah with. it really yeah. can that's good what do you hope to gain from your four-year journey at uni a vast amount of knowledge which i never thought i would be able to acquire and when I say that, I mean, one thing I've realized is as you go up, I don't know how to put this, but from prime, primary school and secondary school, teaching is completely different. Secondary school to college or sixth form, teaching is completely different. Mm -hmm. And then university is a whole different level. It is. So 
one thing I'm, I'm hoping to gain is my own independence and being able to know how to research certain things. Because even in my first lecture, my tutor stated that, listen, look, it's not like college whereby a teacher is going to be telling you everything. Mm-hmm. We're just going to tell you the fundamentals and the basics. Mm-hmm. And the rest is for you to go home, really study it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes like they'll just tell you the name of what the topic is about. It's up to you to go home, study all about it. And when you have an essay on assignment, that's when you show up and say, okay, listen, look, this is what I've done so far. Yeah. So I'm hoping to gain certain skills. Yeah, and certain skills that I will not be able to gain if I was just sitting at home. Right, right. Because there are certain things you can learn in certain places. At home, you can learn certain skills. University, you can learn other skills. You can't learn all of them in the same place. Yeah, I'm hoping to learn skills that I know will be able to benefit me in my future and to help me better myself as I get older, as I better myself. That's very important because if you need to grow, you need to step out of your comfort zone. And like you said, you can't get any additional skills from just staying at home. You need to step out, learn and grow. So, I mean, wherever anyone is right now, whatever you need to do to grow, you need to step out. You can continuously be in your comfort zone and we couldn't have been in elementary school for the rest of our lives we will never grow we have to keep going higher and higher from kindergarten to elementary to junior school to secondary school to uni even after uni you're still growing and you're learning and things are changing look at how the systems are changing every single time every single year they're coming up with new things so one needs to constantly grow if you want to get higher or go up there you just need to keep growing and that's one of the things you have done stepping out did you always want to be a music producer yes from a very young age. I'm not going to say always, always, but from a, at a certain point, I did want to be a footballer, which was what every single boy wants to be. <laughs> footballer or some other sports. But I got to a point and say, you know what? Music is one thing I'm always, I've am always, i always enjoyed. But, mm. you know, sometimes living in an African household, when they hear music, oh, no, music is something Ooh. you do as a hobby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That reaction always comes with it. Music is something you do as a hobby or you can just do it in your free time. Mm-hmm. But I think nowadays African parents are beginning to understand that not everyone has the capability of being, let's say, a doctor, a lawyer. Because I remember my parents, my mom was listening to this one video. I don't want to see Israel, but I like to listen to the videos she's listening to because they might have something in there that might benefit me. Mm-hmm. And the person was saying, sometimes maybe the musician that's in the same class, someone who's meant to be a lawyer, mm-hmm. maybe that musician doesn't need history. Just because they got a U in history doesn't mean they've automatically failed. Right. Maybe that's not their strong suit. So it's not all the time that you necessarily need to get a star and everything to be able to succeed. Look at certain celebrities. Lord Sugar, he had dyslexia. And there's no, not many people can go far with that type of disability, should I say. Yeah, and some people have disabilities whereby they can go further. They don't even go to school. Mm-hmm. But their talent, what they use their talent for, is what has brought them so far. Bill Gates, mm-hmm. for example. I can't remember. I don't think he went to university or college. Mm. However, he's a billionaire because of the talent and the passion he had for. Yeah. Since then, I feel like African parents are now beginning to realise it's your talent that can take you for. Some people have a talent to be able to solve cases, be able to argue, to be able to get their point across, to be able to, you know, okay, fine, listen, look, this person's meant to be a lawyer. Someone's able to have a retentive memory to the point whereby they know a lot about the human body and how to solve certain Mm -hmm. parts, certain problems of the human body that no one else would know. Other people know how to fix things. Other people know how to create things. So it all depends on how you are as a person and what is your strong suit. Because you can't mm-hmm. be going on something that, okay, because everyone's doing it, I have to do it now. Yeah. Because you never know, you might fail. So imagine if you end up going on your 
own career path and choosing what you want to choose, mm-hmm. you're going to go further than what you thought you would go with. Right. So I believe it's very important. And I think that's what some of the challenges African children have been going through because their parents have minds have had been stuck to just one area. And it's now that they are opening up a little by little to allow their kids to explore and be who they want to be. Because some kids have been forced to do certain things that they did not even want. And then parents waste so much money to go and let them be a lawyer or a doctor. Meanwhile, that child doesn't want to become that. And so after they have finished, some of, I've heard stories where the kids finished the university, went to school to become who their parents wanted them to become. And after yeah. that, they gave them the certificate and said, I'm done with what you want to, wanted me to do now. I want to go and do what I want to be. And you you waste the child's life. You waste money, you waste yeah. the child's life, you know. What are some of the challenges that you feel young people go through as well? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of pressure mm. because obviously we're seen as the next generation. We're seen as the ones who are meant to carry on what our parents have left for us mm. and to better it and to leave an even better legacy for the next generation after us. Mm. So I feel like no matter what generation you're in, there's always going to be pressure. Right. And the pressure intensifies and increases as the generations go on. Because obviously... Our parents don't want us to go through what they've gone through. But in the same vein, life is harder in our time than it was in their time. Obviously, in some other aspects, life is better. Mm -hmm. But in terms of trying to achieve your goals, life is way harder because there's a lot of prejudice, a lot of people going against a lot of other people because of how they want to protect their legacy and what they have. Yeah, it's much more difficult for us to... Yeah, there's a lot of pressure. I feel like pressure is good for us because... If we're able to push past that pressure and we're able to have a better legacy and make a better legacy for the generation after us. Yes. Although, yes, it will be harder for them. They will find it way easier than how we found it, but Mm. it will still be harder for them. So I believe it's a double-edged sword. It's going to be tough, but at the same time, it's going to be easy. So I feel like there's a lot of pressure on my generation to try and make our parents proud, try to make a better legacy for the people afterwards. So yeah. I think the pressure is always going to be there. Like you said, it's always going to be there. It's just one has to be able to stand up and face it and then go to the next step. Because I even say this all the time with barrier breakers that there's so much more on the other side of you breaking that barrier that you would never know unless you break that barrier. So if you keep hiding under that pressure and not facing the pressure you would not be able to move on the way you want to this brings us to our second segment we normally would highlight a barrier breaker and since mm-hmm. i started the blog this year january i've come out with different people and so i decided to go it's funny how i didn't even know what we're going to talk about but this person <laughs> i highlighted is also in the music industry back home in gambia and in ghana and it's my sister, Hannah Donko. She was our barrier breaker for the month of January 20. Oh, right. Yeah. So I did a blog on her, told her story. We had an interview. We talked a lot. And one of the things that I learned from her story, I mean, I was there, so I know what actually went on, is that just like you said, music is not something like any African parents is thinking their child mm-hmm. would want to go and do. Like 10 years ago, 20 years ago, no one wants their child. If you come and say, I want to be a footballer, I want to be an artist, they're like, please, you better go and find something else that you want to do, right? But now, you know, and it took so long for her to go into this music field. She, My dad tried to get her to do social work, nursing, and she was constantly failing her exams whenever it came to those um, courses that she was doing. Like, she was like, she knew that that's not where she was supposed to be. And eventually my dad allowed her to go and 
follow her dreams. And the first time she started doing, she went to Ghana to do a one-year course in music and she got high grades in her class. And she was so happy. She was like, oh my God, this is the first time I'm getting anything as high as this, like in the nineties. And she was super excited. Like you could feel her joy, you know, that's where she wanted to be. That's where she belongs. I mean, that story is so inspiring to me because it's like, no matter what you do, no matter whatever your life, as long as you're in Christ, God is going to lead you the way you're supposed to go. And whatever God wants you to do, nobody can stop you. Even your parents cannot stop you. They can only guide you. You know, I know my dad had all the great intentions, like best intentions for her, but this is what God had called her to do. And that's one thing that encouraged me that I need to let someone know that no matter what, whatever God wants you to do, he's going to allow you to do it. Just keep following him. Just keep trusting him. I'm seeking his face for direction. He eventually let you be in the path that he has called you to. And so I wanted to ask you what lessons you've learned in this season or what has 2020 taught you as a young person? It's taught me how to be honest with myself. Be honest. Because prior to that, like you said, a lot of the times we want to please our parents to end up doing what they want us to do, not mm. what we want to do. Mm. And that was not me being honest with myself and being honest with my parents. Mm. This whole 2020 has really taught me, listen, be honest with yourself. Because most times in my mom, obviously, yes, your parents don't want to be hearing all of that music production, but they will come to understand that it's your life, not theirs. Yes. It's your legacy, your burden, not their legacy. You're carrying on their legacy, but at the same time, you also want to build your own legacy. Right. That's so true. Being honest to yourself. I think that's one thing we all need to, even as you grow older and just be honest with yourself, but be true to who you are and be like, this is my path. This is where I need to go. This is what I need to do. And I believe when you talk to the parents, they might not get it the first time, but after a while they'll get it because especially if they see that consistency, you keep telling them. Because I believe that if you hadn't consistently told them, they'll be like, you're not serious. If Hannah hadn't consistently told my parents that I want to do music, this is what I love, this is what I want to do, this is what I want to do. I don't think they'll even see her as a serious person. I think she started at Asaf Music School before, and then my dad was like, oh my God, this is what this girl really wants to do. And that's why they led her forward. So I believe that that consistency, telling them, reminding them, and then they seeing that seriousness in you, will make them trust you. So being true to who you are, like being honest, that's a very good point. Yeah. Learn how to be open-minded. Because mm. nowadays you can't close your mind to everything you need to be open-minded because you never know. Being open is what is going to help you elevate yourself. Being open-minded, that's true. And that involves reading a lot of books, yeah. listening to the news, listening to, you know, watching different kind of things, you know, that would make align yourself. So not just anything, but listening to the right things and reading the right things and watching the right things will help you be open-minded. And just listening to yeah. other people's opinions regarding certain topics will just really help you in life so that you're like, okay, at least you know what you were thinking at first. But when you hear someone else's opinion, you're like, Hmm, I think I agree with what this person is saying too. Yeah. It makes you, helps you know more. It helps you be open-minded as well. It helps you grow in that path. That's very true. On to our next segment, which is our last segment. And let's talk Tuesday topic, which we normally have on social media. I just like to hear another person's perspective as well. Especially if you didn't, we weren't part of the discussion. So I'd like to hear your point. And the question is, how can we take care of our mental health? And my question to you be, as a young person, how can we take care of our mental health? Because I feel like many people would think that mental health is for only adults and elderly people. Yeah, I feel like yeah. as young people too, we need to take care of our mental health. So how can we take care of our mental health as young people? Taking care of your mental health is obviously very important. 
to start off with. So one way we can also do that is keeping people around us that we know can uplift us in our times, in our darkest times, should I say. Because, yes, there are times where you can help yourself and lift yourself up, but most times it's other people who help you come out of the times where you feel like, you know what, I can't do this anymore. There's some people who are there to really motivate you. Mm. And there are other people there who are really there to help and guide you. So, yeah, there's sometimes, for example, when I was going to uni, well, when I was trying to apply for uni, it was very difficult because most universities, they had a certain criteria, but I didn't reach it. And I used to do um, civil engineering in college mm-hmm. before I came to university. And obviously that has nothing to do with the way the system is. You have to do something in college. If you do something in college, it has to be in conjunction with what you're going to do in university. So I had a lot, a lot, a lot of doubts to think, am I really going to get into university? Because first of all, I did civil engineering and now I do music production. There's no correlation at all. But having my cousins there, Petrina and Elaine, Shekinah, those people, my girlfriend and all those people, they were there to really help me and get me through. Because I got to a point, I nearly gave up and said, you know, there's no point in me going to university. I'm probably never going to get it myself anyways. That's good. But mm-hmm. all depends on people's being, yeah, you just need to have people there that you know are going to support you. And also finding something that you know you're going to enjoy. Because there's some people, the reason why they fall into depression is because sometimes they don't have anything to do. And they start overthinking a lot of things and they start fearing, oh, and they start thinking of this. And sometimes it can lead to being suicidal. And yeah. sometimes I feel like having a hobby is one thing that can really prevent. It's something that's really looked down upon in terms right. of, I would say, for mental health. But having a hobby is one thing that's really going to help yeah. you. Yeah. So having the right people around you and having a hobby, you know, that's so yeah. true. Because sometimes you want to just stay indoors and just be there. But if you have something that, that will keep you busy, if you have something that you love doing, you can just start doing something like that, you know, and it will help yeah. you. That's definitely yeah. true. And having the right people around you as well is fine. You know, I mean, I've been through stuff where my friends will just be like, are you OK? I'll be like, yeah, I'm fine. And they know when to leave me alone. And I know when I can talk to them and be like, hey, this is what is going on. And they can encourage me. And it's so good to have people around you that will encourage you and be like, this is the right thing you're doing or this is not the right thing you're doing. And they can encourage you to be in the right path. And then that hobby as well is good. So what are your hobbies? Music is one big part of my hobby. Mm. So anything that has to do with music. Sometimes my parents will get angry at me and I'm just sitting there. Like, so I always have something in your ears. I'm like, mm. <laughs> Listen, listen to music. To music. Yeah. So every time, listen to the word of God. Like, I understand what they mean by that. I know. But sometimes, know. it's not that I'm just listening to music. I'm trying to break it down. Yeah. See what components they are. actually age. studying it. Yeah, I'm studying. Mm. And most times people are like, Jeremiah, do you even listen to that? I'm not going to lie. Most times I don't listen to it. I listen to the beat. Mm. I'm trying to study the beat. Right. And I know it sounds like a lame hobby, but it's a hobby that I'm always doing. I I'm always you. sitting down listening to it. Okay, break it down. Even worship songs. There's yeah. sometimes there's a section of a worship song. I'll listen to it, listen to it. I'm trying to study it because I know, mm. let's say my church says, let's play that song because I've studied it so much. You know, yeah. I'm not come and sit down and press like everyone else. Yeah. Also, I'm not saying I'm better than them, but because I would say I have that drive yeah. to really study the yeah. musical side of it. And you used really to play the drums as well, right? Or you, yeah, you still play, do the play the drums? drums. Yeah. yeah, I play the drums. And I'm trying to learn how to play the saxophone. I was learning it, but then I stopped because I was being stubborn, which wasn't good. <laughs> but I've learned, you know what? Being able to play multiple instruments 
can help you in terms of wanting to become a music producer because mm-hmm. I really realised that going back to the fact that I'm studying beats, I realised a lot of UK songs, especially like Afrofusion, mm. Afrobassment, the saxophone is now a very, very, very big part of it. Yeah. A very, very big part of it. So imagine being a music producer that knows how to play a saxophone. Then now have to go and look for a saxophone sample or go and look for someone else that can do it on um, play saxophone for you. You yeah. know how to do it. You got yeah. the idea in your head, play it, be like, oh, then you're asked to be like, where'd you get that from? Oh, no, I played it for myself. Mm-hmm. You never know. That might increase your popularity and more people will be coming to you because of just yeah. that small thing, yeah. just that one instrument. Yeah. So I believe knowing, knowing how to play multiple instruments can really help as well. That's very good. My final question to you is what encouragement can you give to young people out there that feel like life is hard? I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. I just want you to give them an encouragement just to let them step out and break barriers. How can they do that? What encouragement can you give? I would say it's never too late to try anything because one of my flatmates, he's 25 and he's come back to uni. He has a seven-year course and he has a child. I don't know if anyone needs to be saying that, but you know, I'm going to use him. I'm going to, obviously, I'm going to use myself as an example as well, but he is a much better example than I am. Mm. It's never too late. You can be whatever age you want. Maybe as soon as you finish university, there's a job that's literally outside of the university gates. Right. Um, you want right. to be this corporate manager. Mm-hmm. You're big. You don't now have to go and work. Mm-hmm. So it's all about perseverance. No matter mm. how much your parents say, no, I want you to do this. If you Obviously, I'm not saying rebel against your parents, but... Sometimes let them understand because your parents are a big part of how you are going to get further because yeah. they're the ones that are always going to be behind you. They're the ones that's always going to be like, so look, I've got your back. Even though you fail, I've still got your back. Right. I'm your father, I'm your mother, I've still got your back. Yeah. I don't care yeah. if you fail, I've got your back. It doesn't yeah. matter, I've got your back. So you need to be able to like, obviously explain to them that, listen, look, I understand, you know, I know you mean well for me, but what you want me to do is not what I want to do. Mm. I don't want to live a life you want to live. I want to live a life I want to live, want to live that's yes. will benefit both of us. Because yes. we're going to get to a point where we're all going to have to take care of our parents. Mm-hmm. I know that. I know it's going to get to a point where my parents, I'm not going to say my parents are going to be senile and old, they can't do anything, but mm-hmm. it's going to get to a point they can't do what they used to do. Yeah. And that's where I have to come, come in. in. Yeah, yeah. Provide for them. Even learning that from both my parents, because they, I don't say they take care of my grandparents back home, but yeah. sometimes my grandparents need something and they have no other parents to turn to. Their children true. are there. They turn to them and they have no choice but say yes. And I want to get to a point where by, if my mom needs anything, I don't even have to think about the price. Yeah, just take it. Right. Yeah, I'll buy it for you. Yeah, you can have it. Yeah, I'll do this for you. Yeah, I'll plan this for you. Because my parents have been through too much for me to now go and have them stress while I'm yeah. meant to be in a good place where they weren't at my age. So good. So yeah. good. I am so proud of you. You're making me want to cry. Oh, my God. <laughs> I am so proud of you. Oh, my God. You. For you to even say all of this. I'm sure when they listen to this, they're going to be so, so proud of you and really appreciate <laughs> you, you know. And I always say there's a foundation of every child is so important. And you've gotten that foundation. I mean, I even got some training from mommy and daddy. Like it was yeah. so important. Like it has taken me a long way. And that's why, like, I can never forget how much they've done for me. I love them so, so much. And seeing you right now, like, Jeremy, what, when was the last time we saw each other? It was 2013. Like that was how you? Yeah, that was the last time I saw you guys. Yeah, yeah and you were like, yeah, "Oh my god, I have that picture. <laughs> I'm not gonna post that on my shoulder. I am very short too." So. <laughs> 
for me to see you being who you are now, I am so proud of you, Jeremiah. I am so proud of you. Thank you for thank you, thank you. wanting to do this with me. Thank you so much. My I pleasure. It's going to be a blessing. Honestly, I was so excited when you sent me the voice note saying, yeah, I want to be part of my podcast. I was like, yes, I'm going to be in a podcast. First ever so time good. in a podcast. I'm so excited. Oh, that is so good. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank yeah. you for wanting to do this with me. I'm so grateful. It's my pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Barrier Breakers Corner podcast. If you liked what you heard, please give us a five-star review and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, share with those you think can benefit from this information. Please email all questions, suggestions, and compliments to the Podcast at gmail.com. The Barrier Breakers Corner Podcast is produced by the Podcast Laundry Production Company and executive produced by Joyce Donkor. The podcast music was written by Chidi Omenihu and produced by Andy Official in the Gambia, West Africa. Cause they can-